You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a breaking news update. Just received word that quarterback Kirk Cousins will not be playing against the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, this changes the dynamic of the game massively. I told you that Kirk Cousins was um, kind of regressing a tad, or that he wasn't necessarily as good in the second half as he was in the first half, etc., etc. As of my understanding right now via Courtney Cronin, whoever that is, uh, she says, I'm told the Vikings are planning to announce Sean Mannion will be coming off the COVID-19 reserve list today. He was placed on the COVID list last Sunday while Colin Mond served as Kirk Cousins' backup. Um, Mannion will be in line to start versus Green Bay. Sean Mannion, for those that don't know, um, was drafted by the St. Louis Rams in the third round back in 2015. Um, L.A. or St. Louis or whatever had him for four years. Minnesota just picked him up this year in 2019. So far, um, although he did have a decent year in 2019 with Minnesota, 78 overall grade. Um, Previous grades, 59, 25, 54, and 62. As a career, and he's only had any significant dropbacks twice. Once was with LA in 2017. Once was with Minnesota in 2019. But as a career, 45 of 74, 384 yards, zero touchdowns, and three, count them, three interceptions. In fact, the last time we saw any significant action was that 2019 season, and although he did have a decent grade, again, he accounted for uh, 12 of 21, just over 50% completion percentage for 126 yards, which is six yards per attempt, which is horrible, Um, zero touchdowns and two interceptions. The guy has never thrown a touchdown in the NFL. Let me retract that. Well, let me correct that. He's never thrown a touchdown in the regular season. He's thrown 11 in the preseason, as well as five additional interceptions. By the way, he apparently is with Seattle earlier this year because um, he was playing in the preseason for the Seattle Seahawks, where he had 229 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions, 62 overall grade. The guy's highest preseason grade was a 62.3 this past preseason. So um, from what we've seen so far from Sean Mannion, he is a horrifically bad quarterback. And again, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. And not only that, the guy's thrown three interceptions. He's only thrown 74 passes. I feel like 4% of your passes getting intercepted is a really bad number. If we look at, let's see, the most interceptions thrown this year, 14 by Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, and Tyler Heineke. The guy with the least attempts in that group would be Tyler Heineke, and so 14 interceptions with his 440 attempts is just over 3%. If we just look at Sean Mannion's... um, Turnover-worthy play percentage, 4.9%. So about 5% of his throws are turnover-worthy. So when you have 4% intercept, basically, 
he throws the ball into danger a lot, and most of the time it's been caught. So he's been also very unlucky. Uh, unlucky, unlucky. Um, also, five point one big time throw percentage. So this dude, just based on what I'm looking at, is like Brett Favre that can't throw touchdowns. Five percent of his passes are big time throws, which is pretty remarkable. Five percent of his passes are turnover worthy plays. So one in ten throws is going to be a big one. It's either going to be a real big downfield great throw, or it's going to be a pick, and that's a fairly high number, 10%. But anyways, um, yeah, that that um, obviously pretty significant. Um, the one year with Minnesota, again, very, very small sample size, but he had an 86 overall grade while kept clean, a 61 overall grade while under pressure. Again, take that for what it's worth because so, it's a small... The, 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 honestly, there just isn't much to dig into as far as his stats because he's just hardly played football. I mean, since 2015, he's barely thrown a football. And... Um, that's going to change the dynamic of the game. And it, it's probably going to lean even... He- when you factor in the weather, losing the quarterback, and the way the Vikings just like to play the game, I really think this is going to be a heavy dose of let's stop the run, which really might open up some opportunities for Sean Mann. If our main focus is don't let them run the ball, let's force Sean to throw the ball. And that turns into him maybe having a little bit more time, him having a little bit more room to throw because we're not really dropping a ton into coverage. And he's got a guy like Justin Jefferson. I mean, you know, he might have a couple big throws in there, which is going to annoy the ever-loving daylights out of Packer fans, but I'm just trying to think one step ahead of the other, you know, step, I guess. But um, that's about it, folks. That is, that is a, uh, that's a big deal. And, and very similar to some of the other games where, you know, we might get frustrated because we assume Sean Manning's just going to throw eight interceptions and get sacked 54 times and never complete a pass because he's a backup and he's terrible and we should just never make any mistakes and all that kind of nonsense. Um, I think it's one of those things where, even if Sean Mannion has some really good plays, and I think he will, because he's an NFL quarterback at the end of the day, I think this might be the thing that's sort of insurmountable for the Vikings to be able to overcome the Green Bay Packers. Just because there's going to be some things that a guy like Sean isn't going to be able to do. Some of the throws he should make that he's not. Some of the reads he should be able to see but doesn't. Things that he should be able to know, be able to check out of, be able to change. I just think this this cripples the Vikings to such an extent that it's just going to be a little bit hard to overcome. The only counter to that is the Packers just completely give up. And you know what? If that's what happens, if they just show up flat, then there's nothing to say. There's nothing to say. I mean, it's it's getting to be playoff time. It's getting to be crunch time. We need to see this team at their absolute best. Um, we'll see how it goes. It also makes me wonder about our offense a little bit. Are we going to try to continue to play ground and pound against this team with A.J. Dillon on a, on a cold game? Or are we going to say, let's just air the ball out with Aaron Rodgers? at home in his element in December when Rodgers is just at his best, and then just see if Sean Mannion can play catch up with the Packers, which seems to be the best strategy. Or are we going to go pound for pound with AJ? I don't know. It'll be interesting. But um, in my mind, this puts the game out of reach for the Minnesota Vikings. And, um, you know, if the Packers, you know, whatever, we'll see how it goes. But th- this is a this is a big blow. So anyways, that's it. Just wanted to get that out to you. I'll talk to you tomorrow.